the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Just a tad early, too. Here, just a tad early. Uh, Welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, The morning edition now. 888-933-93. With your thoughts, questions, feelings. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about today. There's... (laughs) There's a lot going on. Absolute chaos in Portland. Absolute chaos. We'll get into that in a second. Also, Britain is setting calorie limits on their food, which so far they say, ah, now we're going to make this voluntary. But uh, yeah, if businesses don't comply, it's going to have to be legislated. Yeah, we got to do it. The obesity problem is such that we're going to have to decide what you can eat. <laughs> Just a, and of course, what happens there comes here. Um, interesting Melania interview. We'll get we'll get into that and show some things that she had to say. I'm particularly interested because I uh, I actually completely forgot the interview was on. So we'll we'll discover that together and find out what she said about her husband's infidelity. Um, we've got <clears throat> some fascinating information. <clears throat> On who carries the tax burden in this country. And you know who it is, of course. It's the it's the poorest among the poor. us. The poor do. The poor. Mm-hmm. They just they take the whole thing on themselves. Because the rich don't pay any taxes. When are they gonna pay taxes? Fair share, you know? And what is their fair share? I say about ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent. Oh, I was going to say more than a hundred percent. More than a hundred? Like you pay all of your income and mm-hmm. then they actually um, have you work the rest off. Okay. Is that that sounds right. fair, right? Yeah, that seems fair. All right. I mean, they're rich, right? They don't need the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting video from um, from Brooklyn or the Bronx, where a white woman claims she was sexually assaulted by a nine year old black kid. Mm. Fortunately, there's some store video that uh, doesn't necessarily prove her claim. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice way to say that. Uh huh. <laughs> No, uh, I bad. mean this isn't a court of law, and I I am not judge and jury. We'll we'll yeah. let you decide. Due process, Pat. Also, we got to show that there is absolutely no end to the amount of coolness of Beto O'Rourke. The guy is just he he can't help himself. He's so cool. <laughs> um, he. <laughs> He yeah. might be the coolest person to have ever lived on this planet. You think so? Yeah, well, we've got the video you proof You said might, it. so there's a little room to hedge if you weren't You know, I think sure. once you see the video, the might will completely go away, right. and you'll realize he is the coolest person to have ever lived on this planet. And therefore worthy of our vote. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Of course. Naturally. Because, I mean, that's what you want, right? Are cool people in office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't care about you don't necessarily care about their policies, you don't care about their ideology. You want to know how cool is this guy? Is he cool enough uh to have played the guitar like this? I know of course. The guitar stylings of Beto O'Rourke, if you're not familiar. 
genius wow. mu- musician. You know, when I vote, when I go into the booth, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, I hate to give it away. Spoiler alert, but I'm not going to vote for Beto O'Rourke. What? Or some people now refer to him as Beto. They're very, they're mm-hmm. very insistent on uh, mm-hmm. the enunciation. Um, I will hear that guitar riff in my head, mm-hmm. no matter what. So that's going to be a great mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the talent and the coolness spills out of him. He can't help himself. <laughs> he can't help himself. Uh, so all of that on the way. Antifa uh, showed up at a, a demonstration for Patriot Prayer. Patriot yeah. Prayer is a uh, right-wing group um, that they marched for law and order in Portland. And we can't have that. You, you can't have law and order. I mean, what are you, racists? Is that what you, is that what you are? So the streets of Portland, again, descended into chaos as these uh, political factions broke into bloody brawls uh, downtown Saturday night in Portland. Good. Uh, their pa- Patriot Prayer showed up, and then, of course, so did Antifa. Antifa, however you want to pronounce their, uh, their name. And and they used bear bear spray b e a r bear spray like bears in the woods. I I didn't know until recently that there was such a thing as bear spray. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there yeah, such yeah. a bear problem that you've got to have some kind of? Well, if you go camping, <laughs> you know, you keep it at the edge of your tent. Right. So yeah. if they're yeah rummaging around, you want them out. Of I there. can't I can't tell you the number of times uh, that bear spray would have come in handy, hmm. and I just didn't have any on me at well, the time. It sure comes in handy in Portland, Oregon, USA. Now mm-hmm. tell you that mm-hmm. a lot of bear attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, and attacks by black clad antifa groups. So they used bear spray, bear fists, and batons to thrash each other uh, outside a popular bar. Uh, the melee lasted more than a minute, ended when riot cops rushed in and started firing pepper balls at the street fighters. The Portland Police Bureau reported seeing the protests and counter-protest participants outfitted with hard-knuckle gloves knives and firearms earlier in the evening they made no arrests they sat back and uh and watched (laughs) they watched the wild scene unfold until in the end they finally intervened uh strange situation here's what it looked like saturday night in portland oregon That must have been the bear spray there. Twenty eighteen America. Chaos. This isn't Beirut, by the way. So if you're listening to this, there's a bunch of flailing of fists. Spraying of bear spray. Spraying of bear spray, of course, because mm-hmm. you want to keep the bears out of downtown Portland. <clears throat> well, there's a bear infestation in downtown I've heard that. Portland. Yeah. I've heard that. It's infested that. with bears. So these are Americans punching other Americans on a city street. And then the SWAT team comes in and... Takes them a while, Takes though. them quite a while to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And the scene just continues. The chaos continues. I mean, again, that's not Beirut, Lebanon. That's 
Portland, Oregon. When did Portland become this uh, Democratic hellhole? This Democrat Party hellhole? Uh, this outrageous uh, anarchy city. When when did that happen? Uh, is it maybe it's been headed that way? Obviously, for a long time. I'm looking it up right now. I but I mean, see. this isn't San Francisco. We should look into how long Democrats have run the city of Portland. Oh, you know, we've talked about this. Um, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, so one guy was in for... Uh, like eight days eight, or something. Eight months or something <laughs> because somebody uh, left to go to D.C. or something. So yeah. if you take out that one that the one little stretch there, uh, since uh, only, only since 1957. Oh, just 19... Well, so... Yeah, so okay, so, so it's fairly new. Yeah. I mean, it's not a thousand-year rule. Mm-hmm. It's not a thousand years in the... If you think about this in the scope of humanity... That's true. This is a brand new thing. That's true. It's a brand new thing. If you're not familiar with uh, Pat Gray being on in the morning, since it just now started, mm-hmm. um, this guy right here, he's he, he, he breaks through that kind of uh, information. Yeah. And he puts it into perspective. Quickly. Okay. Right. And so if right. you think of the timeline of human history, yes. Portland has only been only controlled been by Democrats for just a teeny, fraction. Just tiny, little, little like dot. percent of time. All time. Only for the last 51 years. <laughs> That's ish. 50. What's 51 years among friends? Uh, I mean, obviously, they're doing a great job. Uh, how many people were killed? Not that many. Right. right. In fact, I don't think any people were killed. So they're doing a terrific job. Think of all the things that have happened <clears throat> since Republicans were elected to lead Portland. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we went to the moon. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Then we stopped going to the moon. Mm-hmm. We stopped going to space in general. Um, yep. What, what else? We, the internet's been invented and, uh, internet. <laughs> uh, we've got computers in our pockets at uh-huh. all times. Uh, uh let's see here. Everybody's got computers at home mm-hmm. that we're never out of touch at any time, anywhere. We've got GPS that leads us all over the place. John F. Kennedy was a Senator, uh, back when in 1957. Republicans were last elected uh-huh. to lead Portland, Oregon. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Wow. It, it, it really is incredible. So, um, are they ever going to do anything about it? Probably not, because the Portland mayor is fine with it. Portland mayor supported doing nothing about the scene that was developing. Ted Wheeler uh, came under fire <clears throat> after all these videos came out showing Antifa, uh, protesters blocking traffic. The mob. And harassing drivers. <laughs> the mob, yes. The mob. That's how we pronounce it. He, he says, I was appalled by what I saw in the video, but I support the Poli- Portland Police Bureau's decision not to intervene. This whole incident will be investigated. Why do you support that? Why? You, people show up and randomly just start taking control of an area they have no authority over? <laughs> how, do you, how do you support that? So the video was uh, posted... And uh, by a journalist, and it showed members of Antifa and Black Lives Matter blocking an intersection and attempting to direct traffic yeah. while officers on, on a motorcycle, or on several motorcycles in different directions, watched from about a block away and just sat there and watched it all unfold. And they just beat on <clears throat> this guy's car. Thousands yeah. of dollars worth of damage. 74-year-old guy, Kent Hauser. Um he made a right turn against their wishes. Oh, no. Yeah, because he, he thought, well, you guys aren't police. You, you have no authority to tell me what to do. 
So they started pounding on his Lexus and, and broke one of the windows in his car. The car sustained, if you, if you uh, know anything about a Lexus, you know that the damage, any kind of damage to it, is going to be in the thousands of dollars almost immediately. And so they put dents all over it, scratched it up, broke a window. Ah, whatever. He wasn't killed, was he? Leave, him, leave, leave these people alone. Uh, so anyway, Mayor Wheelers insisted that the that drivers should feel completely safe coming into downtown Portland. What? They should feel completely safe despite the fact that people are directing traffic who have no business doing that. And that if they don't obey the laws or the rules set down by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, those people are free to start banging on their cars, but we should feel completely free driving down there. Hmm. Sounds good. Demonstrators, of course, as we, as, as I assumed last week, they did not have a permit, uh, and they just started protesting the death of uh, Patrick Kimmins. He's a 27-year-old black man who was shot and killed on September 30th by police. That shooting's under investigation. I don't know anything about that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was justified or not. We'll have to look into the, uh, the facts surrounding that incident. Um, but the mayor's been accused for months now of handling these protesters uh, any terrible... I mean, essentially promoting these protests. They left... The uh, Customs Enforcement Building, the ICE building, uh, completely decimated, forced a federal agency out of that building, threatened the people inside. He didn't do anything about that either, by the way. Wow, what that a leader. That was perfectly fine with him. Yeah, he's good. Isn't he good? Huh? Tom Wheeler? Yeah, he's great. I wonder if he has national <clears throat> aspirations. Oh, I hope what so. What do you think? I hope so. If it weren't for, for Beto, I would say he should run for president. Yeah, I mean, and, there's uh, only so much oxygen. Yeah. In the room. Yeah, right now, Beto is just too cool. He's just too wonderful a, a human being to not vote for him. Uh, so this will be, be fascinating to see what happens with this mayor. He said uh, uh, he's, he was asked about the mob rule on the streets and the leftists taking over Portland streets. And the mayor said, I'm willing to take criticism all day long from Fox News. But I'm not willing to accept criticism from Fox News of the men and women of the Portland Police Bureau. (laughs) Okay. A burn. (laughs) Yeah, it's not terrible. He said, this is a story of Goldilocks and the two bears. The porridge is either too hot or it's too cold. What? (laughs) At any given moment in this city, the police are criticized for being heavy-handed and intervening too quickly, or they're being criticized for being standoffish and not intervening quickly enough. Right, but every police department in the world is faced with that. And you have to, you know, you have to take it incident by incident, and you can't just blanket and say, well, yeah, they should wait on every one of these things. In this case, you go up to the protesters and you say, hey, move along. You can't, you cannot be directing traffic here. You don't have that authority. You don't have that right. You should not be directing people to turn when they don't want to. You got to take back your town, don't you? Wow. Apparently not. Not in Portland. And Ted <clears throat> Wheeler, at least he's only um, he's only uh, been elected in 2016, so he's got to at least through 2020 Portland oh, with geez. this Ted Wheeler cat. And he should um, be removed from office. Yeah, <clears throat> should be removed. Yeah, this is really pathetic. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, the Antifa, uh, the, the lovely Antifa group was also um, involved in in uh, keeping people warm by setting flags on fire. Uh, they love this country. You know they do. But they, I think it was a little chilly on this mm-hmm. Portland evening. And mm-hmm. so they said, what do we have around here we can burn? Yeah, what else was there to burn? Oh, I mean, it's not sure like you nothing. had an ice office with a bunch of office supplies that you had ransacked from earlier in the month that you could have burned. Yeah, I, I mean, that's old hat, too. You don't want to burn that. <laughs> yeah. So here's what they burned instead. Okay. Little, little fire on this American flag. Set it ablaze. And, uh, and watched it burn until... One of the one of the people from the Patriot Prayer Group came over and grabbed the flag and took it away from them. Do we have the video of them burning the flag? Yeah, right now it's up there yeah, on okay. the Blaze TV. There we go. And, and so far it is not burning, but they're about to set fire to it. There we go. Again, they're you know, you can tell it's a little bit chilly. Some people have some long sleeves. Long sleeves on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a northwest. It's October, you know. It's always damp and cool. And then they eventually uh, set fire to uh, to the American flag. And but don't uh, don't get the wrong impression. They they love the nation. They love the country. They love America. Um, they just want it to be a little bit better. Um, they want to be able to direct traffic when they see fit. I'm sure. <laughs> so well, who doesn't? I would right. love that. Uh, wouldn't that be great? Now, I don't want to risk getting run over. It's kind of a power trip, right? You know, if mm-hmm. you want to. Let's have fun with this string of traffic coming this direction. Let's have them wait for about, I don't know, eight, nine minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then you let the le- next group go. And then, so <laughs> so you've, got, you've always got somebody's going to love you and somebody's going to hate you yeah. when you direct traffic. Uh, we're, we'll tell you about uh, their exploits. It wasn't just Portland. Um, they were having fun all over the place <laughs> this weekend. We'll tell you about that coming up here oh, in a good. second. I like fun. Um, but let me tell you about this superfood from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's Field of Greens. If you don't get, you know, a lot of vegetables in your diet, like for me, I, I wouldn't say it's a lot. I would say it's about zero. Yeah. Like none, like no vegetables in my diet. <laughs> well, that is at least until I discovered Field of Greens. Field of Greens is real superfood. It's actual food with an actual nutrition facts panel on the side of the container because it is actual food. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It's daily clean green energy that fuels your body. You're just going to feel better and be ha- uh, healthier in in uh, in your lifestyle. Yeah, you need the energy before you go set fire to an American city. Right. You know? so exactly right. Antifa, <clears throat> and this will help you with that. Yep. Uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply. When you use the offer code PAT, BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Now, Antifa was also involved on the East Coast. So, West Coast with Portland <laughs> and on the East Coast, they wanted to say hi to the GOP headquarters in New York. So, what they decided to do was get together and throw bricks through the windows <laughs> at the headquarters of the Republican Party. Hmm. All right. Uh, The Vandals also poured glue on door locks and a keypad at the entrance and spray-painted the letter A inside a circle. That's, you know, this symbol typically used by anarchists. Mm -hmm. And then they left a note behind 
according to police and party officials. It just reminded me. Remember when it was so astonishing when George W. Bush was elected and the Clinton folks couldn't believe it. They, they, they were not mm-hmm. going to go down without leaving behind. Remember they stuck all the W keys and all this stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought that was crazy. Yeah. We thought that is so below the belt. Wow, those are good old times <coughs> in America. Those are good times. Mm-mm, good January times. January 2001. Those times don't come back. No, they're not going to. Uh, they left the, uh, I, I guess the note said something like, uh, tonight we put the Republican Party on notice in defiance to the policy of mass misery they have championed. Okay. Seems reasonable. Mm. The U.S. government has established, get this, concentration camps around the country for Latino people. Huh. Really? Yeah shamelessly murders black people. The Republican Party does that? That's, I, that that I needs to stand stop. for that. They're right. That I think we found common ground. Stop. Yes. I'm not happy about that development. Stop the shameless murders of black people. I'm, I definitely am not in favor of murdering any people, let alone black people. Yeah. And they continue its war machine that has slaughtered Muslim people with impunity for decades. Well. I mean... <laughs> The Republican Party, I don't know if they've looked around. They're not even control, in control in New York uh, and haven't been, again, for probably 60 years or so. Oh, actually, Rudy Giuliani was, what, 20 years ago when he was mayor? Maybe not quite that long because he was he was mayor during uh, yeah, so the aftermath years. of mm-hmm. 9-11. Uh, in a statement on Friday, State Republican Chairman Ed Cox... Uh, denounced the vandalism, calling it unacceptable. There's a powerful statement. <laughs> powerful. I mean, way to commit. Get this again. Right? He called it unacceptable. unacceptable. Powerful. Uh, last night, one of our state headquarter buildings was attacked by radical leftists who smashed windows, spray-painted our door, glued our locks, and left a threatening note behind. This type of typical political violence and rank vandalism is, again... Unacceptable. unacceptable and i call on new york governor andrew cuomo to condone con- condemn this attack he already condones <laughs> i was gonna say yes uh and call for calm on the political left yeah that won't happen Mm-mm. you well, know that's not gonna happen well, no 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 we know when it's gonna happen hillary clinton told us last week when when they're gonna calm down and be oh, civil yeah. again on the left just all you have to do is vote him into office yeah and have, have all three branches right yeah that's all you have to the do house and the take senate. back the house mm-hmm. take back the senate and the presidency, presidency and, and probably then. need the supreme court or else they're just gonna bitch about that as well so give them everything it's really if you want them to calm down absolutely amazing uh, and and again, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Just unacceptable. I mean, that is that's some leadership right there. Uh, Bernie Sanders didn't condemn the protesters either. No, harassing Bernie? Republicans and a socialist didn't condemn the mob su- taking over surprise. cities. Surprise! Huh? Uh, he refused to condemn activists who have been threatening, stalking, and harassing Republican officials. Telling uh, CNN's Jake Tapper instead that the left needs to mobilize. I guess that's what you call this, mobilizing. Mm -hmm. Anti-GOP protesters have been ramping up their rhetoric in recent weeks, threatening to follow prominent Republicans who venture into public, threatening they've done it multiple times. Yeah. They're screaming at them in public everywhere they go. If you're Ted Cruz, you can't even have a decent meal with your wife. And just a heads up to, to Bernie Sanders there. You can't spell mobilize without the mob. Hmm? 
Nice. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just hit me. Nice. I mean, I can't believe it hit me this early in the morning, but really it did. So Keith. I thought I would jump in there and say that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so they issued warnings uh, to anyone who publicly addresses support for conservative ideals. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's perfectly fine with, uh, with Bernie. He doesn't mind. Uh, and he won't condemn it, at least. <laughs> and speaking of Bernie, is... You know, is he running for president? I think the answer is probably yes in 2020, hmm. uh, along with several others who uh, also have not condemned this violence, including Hillary Clinton, who will probably run again. I would have, I would assume. You think so? I do. I think like, she's, I think she's ready to go wow. again. She thinks she won last time. She thinks it was somehow stolen from her last what time. What happened? Uh, she lost, and so. <laughs> Democrats, they can't face that. And uh-uh. so you obviously stole th- something from them uh-huh. if they lose. Yeah, progressives don't want you making choices for yourself. No. So when you do, and it's not them, then this is what we get. What's happening in Portland right now and with these Democratic leaders. It's just a, it's a, it's a nationwide hissy fit that they're having. <laughs> Thank you. Only it's the most dangerous hissy fit yeah. uh, in a long, long time. Uh, but... Apparently, Americans are becoming more likely to think President Trump will win a second term in office while Joe Biden stands atop a crowded field of Democrats, maybe looking to replace him. So in the race for the Democratic nomination right now to face Trump, who would you think is at at the very top Mm. of that list? Who is garnering the most support among Democrats? Yeah, I'll help you out. It's Joe Biden. Yeah. It ends. It starts in Joe and ends in Biden. Here's a little little hint oh, for you. That's not a hint. I don't know if we need me to define <laughs> the word hint for you. What a hint is, but uh, so the poll asked Democrats and Democrat leaning independents to choose their preferred presidential candidates from 16 possible. Biden topped the list at 33 percent support, way ahead of second place Bernie at 13 percent. Now, when Joe Biden sees that, mm-hmm. is there any chance he doesn't run? Because I think he's kicking himself for not running last time. Yeah, he thinks he'd be president of the uh-huh. United States right now. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, Senate, so it, Biden at 33, then you have Bernie at 13, 20 points behind. Uh, Kamala Harris of California at 9%. She's in third place. She's passed up Elizabeth Warren at 8%. Oh, wow. Now, Elizabeth Warren was supposed to be the second coming of Hillary, the right? darling, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, she doesn't seem to have momentum anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of left her in the, in, the, in, the, which, in the distance. Which just shows the Democrats have a thing against Native Americans, since Thank that's you. what she is. Right? As everyone knows. Right? How hateful can they be? Why else would they- That's why they're disqualifying shun her. Shun her. Yeah. Why else? Yeah, that's- because of her Cherokee people, her mm. Cherokee tribe, that are so proud to live. And they're are they proud, proud to die. To die, too? too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, there I you mean, go. Be, because Whitey mm-hmm. took the whole Cherokee nation and, and they put them on that reservation. Hmm. Took away their uh, way of life. They, the what tomahawk, else? What the else? bow and knife. Yeah. And then what happened? He took away their native tongue. Okay. And they taught their stinking English to our young. Wow. All the beads that uh, were made by hand now where nowadays. Where? Made in Japan. Or even more nowadays, China. Probably China, yeah. Like Bangladesh, mm-hmm. you know, Taiwan. 
Uh, anyway, that general area. A terrible, terrible situation, did, and that's did, why Elizabeth is fourth. Did Spartacus register on this? Uh, Spartacus registers at number five. Oh. Uh, Cory Booker and... <laughs> oh, no. Cory Book- Booker is so popular, he ties John Kerry... Wow. The dinosaur John Kerry for for uh, fifth place <laughs> at 5% support. Then, of course, you got people like Michael Bloomberg, uh, who actually has gone from Republican, if you remember, when he was mayor of New York, to in a, independent mm-hmm. as mayor of New York. Now he's an actual full-fledged registered Democrat. Oh. And then a year from now, maybe he'll register with the Socialist Party. So you got... <laughs> You got Bloomberg after after the uh, top five or six, and then also in this poll, Beto O'Rourke. Oh come on! They're already backing Beto O'Rourke. He hasn't even he hasn't won an elect. Well, he's won an election. He's U.S. congressman, but he hasn't. He's not going to win the the Senate. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know we all know how difficult it can be to lose weight, uh, but there is help available. If you just order it, it's time now to give Riduzone a try. What is Riduzone? It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. You just take this uh, about half an hour before your meals, and uh, it it boosts your metabolism and helps to reduce your appetite. You're going to eat less. You're going to lose weight. You're going to be able to keep it off, and you're going to feel better. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U. Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off. Time to make it happen. Go to Riduzone.com right now while you're thinking about it. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. The morning edition. You didn't wake up late. It's uh, it's us that are early. All right. Um, restaurants and supermarkets in Great Britain have been told to shrink their pizza or remove toppings uh, because there's uh, some new government plans to cap your calories. Oh, boy. This is the in Jeffy the UK. effect. This is a Jeffy effect happening in Britain. Uh, draft guidelines unveiled by Public Health England would see recommended calorie limits set for regular, regularly consumed items like sandwiches, cooking, sauces, pies, soups, processed meat. Not that much. Just virtually everything that you eat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the limits won't be mandatory under current plans. Oh. Which are part of a package aimed at reducing childhood obesity. Um, but they warned that that they will likely legislate these limits if businesses fail to fall into line. Nudge. We're going to give you a chance to do this thing voluntarily, but if you don't, we're going to have for your own good. Yep. You just don't know what's good for you. And what gives them the right to do that, Pat? Their their government. 
Uh-huh. And they provide the health care, so they absolutely get the say in this. That's right. That is that is the excuse they'll use. That's what they'll say. Look, we take care of you at the doctor mm-hmm. and at the hospital, so you better believe we're going to tell you how you well, can eat. And, what and you besides can eat. that, they just know better. They know, well, that They're too. smarter than... I left that part out. They're smarter than regular people. I mean, you just, the little people don't know what's good for them. Look how fat they are. Right. Bunch of fatties, mm-hmm. fatsos. <laughs> you take a look at Jeffy, for instance. Right. I mean, you can't write this second, but when he comes in later, look at him. You want to look like that? And that's what happens. You if see? you don't want to look like mm-hmm. that, let us tell you how to avoid it. The government looks at the worst examples in society, mm-hmm. and then they legislate based on that, and the rest of us have to suffer and because Jeffy's of the perfect Jeffies example. that are walking around. A bunch of perfect. Jeffies. So... Some ministers, including the chief secretary to the Treasury, Liz Truss, have voiced some opposition to this intervention. Whoa, what? The government's looking out for you. Back off, let them. Anti-free market drive to change the public's eating habits by the so-called conservative party. This is what I love about England. And this is what's (laughs) so confusing to Americans is that it's the conservative party there that is um, making these kinds of propositions. Um. And they recently, they also brought in the unpopular sugar tax to penalize the poor. And and it has not reduced obesity anywhere in the UK. Uh, Apparently now, according to a new index, the citizens of Great Britain are now the second least free people in Europe. Wow. It, that's what happens when you start allowing the government to do everything for you. This, they get to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. I, I know it seems like the government is controlling your food choices, but it isn't. Yeah, we used to joke about this. I remember specifically 15 years ago, you and I in Houston were talking about, you know, if you ever let the government run your health care, mm-hmm. they're going to tell you what you can and can't uh, check out at the, you're going to go through the scanner at the grocery store and they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're over your sugar limit for the week. Mm-hmm. Come back next week. Uh, it's like that movie uh, that came out mm, 10 or 15 years ago now called, uh, I think it was called The Island, uh, where is it... Um, uh, who played Ob- who plays Obi Wan Kenobi in Star Wars? It's uh, you know what's his face? Liam, uh, no, um, who, I know. Ah, mm. darn it! That's weird. I can't oh, think you of it. McGregor? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, it I'm is. You and McGregor. So anyway, he uh, wants he wants bacon for breakfast, but when he <laughs> peed into the urinal, <laughs> yes. the government's. Uh, Urine testing device inside the urinal. There you go. Found his salt content, his oh, sodium content no. too high. And so he, when he went to breakfast, was uh, disallowed bacon. He couldn't have any. They're just trying to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just trying to make him happy just... and healthy. And they know what's going to make him happy and healthy. He doesn't. He doesn't know. So and that's sadly, all. Sadly, there are so many people among us and they vote. That are like, yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, they're just looking out for you. So what the government is saying there is that we're not taking choices away from you. Yeah. We're increasing your choice. This mm-hmm. gives you the choice to to be better and healthier. Do you want to live longer? It's not great. And I mean, it's, it's just like abortion actually saves women as it kills them uh, as babies before they can become women. Hmm. Uh, you know, that that's what it's like. We're forcing you to ingest fewer calories because that will actually increase the amount of food choices you can make later in life 
Because you'll be allowed to make them. Okay. You know, force isn't about helping people. It It is the plan of the ab- adversary here. God's plan for all of us uh, involved our freedom to choose. Yes, he wants us, of course, to make the right choices, but he allows us to choose. And every time government takes choices away from people, you're, you're playing right into the hands of the adversary. That is his plan. And yet they try to present this as if, no, 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 this is us taking care of you. We're, we're helping to make you happier and healthier in the long run. <laughs> don't, okay? Uh, I, I don't need that help. I don't need you to control my life. And every step we take down this path just brings us closer and closer to having all of our choices taken away from us. I mean, they are on track to do that, even in America. And they keep throwing this out that we're the only industrialized nation on earth not to pay for health care for everybody. Yeah, and it should stay that way. Yeah. We're the only ones on this planet that have half a brain. Why do you think this country is where it is? Why do you think this country has what it has? And we have the lifestyle we do. There is no other nation on this earth that has the lifestyle that Americans have. Nobody. Our, the poorest among us are some of the richest in, 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 in the world. Uh, it's amazing that we, we don't get that uh, fact out to the people enough. And the left is constantly, it's an empty um, declaration by them, but they're always preaching uh, individuality. You know, we should all be uh, unique. And you know what? America is, but that's not good enough for them. They, yeah, they want, want to be actually like everybody be else. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's madness. It's frustrating. It's absolutely uh, mind-numbingly frustrating. 888 We're going to... We're gonna get into uh, the Melania interview. She, I don't know, I don't know why she d- agreed to do this. I because they've been resisting this at the White House for a long time, and people are taking shots at her all the time. And this just, I think, opens her up to even more. Although she handled it fairly well, I think we'll get into that and uh, share that with you coming up here in a second. Uh, but did you catch Glenn's program about title fraud? where the uh, retired FBI agent from Home Title Lock showed just how easy it was to steal the title to Glenn's home. <laughs> home title fraud is exploding. Um, my home's title, yours too, are online. They all are now. That's where they're stored. And that's where thieves find them. And they showed me th- this too before we started this uh, campaign. They found my title online. And then they transferred the information to a Texas quit title deed. They forged my signature and they owned, you know, technically owned my home at that time. They could have gone to another bank and taken out a home equity uh, loan. They could have cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or they could also sell the home right out from underneath me. Now, they didn't do that because they were just trying to make a point, uh, fortunately. But it can happen, and it is happening to people. Any thief can download your home's title, forge your name, uh, and we've been shown that. They don't want your home. They just want the money from your home. 
So they take out these massive loans and stick you with the payments. And you don't know until the bank notices start coming in. So that's why I have identity theft protection from home title lock. This is the only thing that will protect you. If you own a home, if you own rentals, or if you have elderly parents, get home title lock for yourself, for your parents. For just pennies a day, home title lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect any kind of sinister activity, they're on it to help shut it down. Your home's title may already be compromised. You can find out signing up at Home Title Lock. HomeTitleLock.com, and they'll give you a free title scan and report. That's a $100 value for free. So visit HomeTitleLock.com and get that peace of mind today. HomeTitleLock.com. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, the White House press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders went after uh, the hosts of the View the other day because of their, as she called them, their disgusting attacks on First Lady Melania Trump. These they just have no shame. If if Michelle Obama had been treated this way by the right, oh man, all hell would have broken loose. <laughs> and. What has Melania Trump done to anybody? What has she, what has she done that is uh, abhorrent? Ooh, I know. I have the answer. I have the answer. Mm-hmm. She married the guy they hate. Yeah, that's her biggest she, sin. That that is her, that, and really the only sin that I can think of. That the only reason they hate her is because she is the wife of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went on. Uh, is it ABC that did this? Yeah. She went on uh, ABC and uh, talked about her life, Melania did, and uh, at one point, she talked about being like Jackie, Jackie Kennedy. Here's what she had to say. Millionaire real estate developer often talked of being president, and Melania knew long ago his dream could one day become a reality. Can you picture yourself a first lady? Yes, I would be very traditional, like Jackie Kennedy. I will support him. I will do a lot of social obligations. Less than 20 years later, that famous escalator ride would take her from her Fifth Avenue penthouse all the way to the White House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's interesting. Wow. The, uh, um, that's, I, I hadn't seen that clip from I the past. I hadn't either, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. She looked pretty good. I mean, she still does. But, mm-hmm. uh, hmm, yeah, it's interesting. A pretty lady. Yeah, kind of stunning. Um, also, talked about her initiative, uh, fighting bullying. Uh, here's what she had to say about bullies. Irony is lost on no one. Here she is championing this anti-cyber bullying initiative. And she is the mm. wife of perhaps one so. of the most well-known cyber bullies on the planet. Online and in person, the president can be ruthless. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Wacky Jackie is campaigning with Pocahontas. You believe this? A seriously low IQ person. Is it tough when your husband goes on Twitter and he's also been known to name call and be so aggressive and, and to bully other people? I don't agree always what he posts, but his action is his action. And I tell him that I know I will be I will be hit with criticism to talking about uh, cyberbullying, but it will not stop me. 
to hmm. do what it's right. Nice. That's, I mean, what else can you say about that? Yeah. She's, uh, you know, what he says is what he says, and it's not going to stop me. And I know you're going to criticize me because of what my husband says. Man, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's exactly how she should be handling that situation. She also got into uh, immigration. Here's what she had to say there. Husband's opposition to so-called chain migration. A guy comes in and then you have to bring his aunt, his uncle, his father, his grandfather, his grandparents. Melania Trump's parents, recently naturalized, just benefited from the same chain migration their son-in-law denounces. I believe in the policies that my husband put together because I believe that we need to be very vigilant who is coming to the country. But do you think Mm -hmm. people should be able to bring in their mother and their father? Yes, of course. But we need to vet them. We need to know who they are. Have you told your husband this? Yes, of course. But if that's the case, that's something the president has never publicly outlined. Our laws are so bad. They're so pathetic. Catch and release. And it was with an immigration issue that Melania Trump found her strongest voice, taking on her own husband over his controversial policy of separating families crossing the border illegally. I saw it on the news and I reacted right away. Was it the kids in the cages? We interviewed mothers who were crying, saying they'd been separated for eight months from their children. A separation, yes. It was unacceptable for me to to see children and parents separated. It was heartbreaking. And I reacted with my own voice. (laughs) The really good thing about this interview is there's no bias at all. No, 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 no. There's no no spin. No, man. This is just right down the center. Mm -hmm. This is just journalism. That's all. I'm right. We're just asking questions here. I'm not trying to put any kind of negative spin on this at all. How do you, how do you if you're a news organization like ABC how do you live with yourself uh, I mean that's just amazing and I, I'm sure the White House figured that they would do this and they did the interview anyway uh, but he continued to ask her or hound her about immigration here's what she had to needs say. to go through the court system you know it was under your your husband's policy the zero tolerance policy that these families were separated that enforcement. Is this somewhere where you disagreed with him? Uh, yes, and I let him know. Um, I, I didn't know that that policy will come out. I was blindsided by it. I told him at home, and I said to him that um, I feel that's unacceptable, and he, he felt the same. Hmm. You're going to have a lot of happy people. One of the rare times President Trump has changed course on an issue, putting a stop to family separations. This is certainly not a president who likes to reverse course when it comes to an issue. So if the first lady is the one who convinced him end this family separations policy, it really speaks to the role of what a strong advisor she is in his inner circle. It's fascinating. What are these other people doing in the interview with Melania Trump? (laughs) What the hell? What is this? Is it an interview with Melania Trump? Or (laughs) is this a hit piece on... And of course, we know what it is. Uh, but they tried to tie that jacket she was wearing. Like mm. I, I, it was said something on the back of it. Like I don't care. Do you? I really don't care. I yeah. really don't care. Mm-hmm. And and so they're trying to make that out as if it were the uh, the kids at the border. She didn't care about them. No, she Such explained it. Ridiculous nonsense. Yeah, here's her explanation. 
But it was during that first trip to the border that the First Lady's concern for those separated families was called into question. All because of that now infamous jacket. Why did you wear it? I wore the jacket to go on the plane and off the plane. And it was for the people and for the left wing media who are criticizing me. And I want to show them that I don't care. You could criticize whatever you want to say, but it will not stop me to do what I feel it's right. Okay. So put that in your pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's amazing, though. What, what an amazing uh, piece from ABC. And piece is the right word because it is a piece of... <laughs> Uh, journalism? Uh, journalism. That's what you were going with, right? Yeah, an amazing piece. Trying to help you out there. Of journalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that they went to commentators to commentate on uh, something that her husband said, all under the guise of, now we're doing a big exclusive interview with the first lady, Melania Trump. We mm-hmm. just want to find out, you know, her thoughts and feelings and where she is right now. Yeah, normally it would just be an uninterrupted hour, whatever it is, you know, right. of just you. And who you're interviewing. Yes. But no, they splice in. Oh, let me tell you what really happened. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pre- but I mean, that's what you, that's what you expect. And, and the White House had to know what they were getting into when they got into it. I, I hope. Uh, because this is what always happens. This is what always happens. All right. They ask her about her husband's infidelity, too. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here in just a few minutes. And then uh, we'll talk about... Some of the response to the interview and to Melania just in general. I guess I guess it's now fair game if you're on the left to attack the first lady for no apparent reason. Whereas in the past, that kind of seemed off limits. Huh. Yeah, not anymore. 888-900-3393. More Pat Grandleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, the morning edition now. Uh, and again, great to have you uh, with us for the ride. We, uh, we've we been talking about the Melania interview, and, and it's good to see that ABC just went right down the journalistic middle on this. They They weren't taking sides at all. Um, I mean, they had, they had commentators lined up to comment on what they would show Trump saying, uh, which contradicted what Melania was saying. And then they could show, uh, the difference between the two and, uh, create this negative impression. And, you know, I mean, obviously they're going to do that. I just, I'm, I'm a little curious as to why the white house agreed to it. Uh, fascinating. I guess they thought, you know, maybe she'll be like it, likable enough to overcome the negative spin that they put on this. But they did ask about her husband's infidelities. And here's what she said. 
to your credit, with no preconditions, Correct. knowing that there could be some, some tough questions asked. And it has been a tough year for you personally. You're not the first first lady to have to deal with her husband's alleged infidelities. Has this put a strain on your marriage? It is not concern and focus of mine. I'm a mother and a first lady, and I have much more important things to think about and to do. I know people like uh, to speculate and media like to speculate about our marriage and um, uh, circulate the gossip. But I understand the gossip sells newspapers, magazines, getting advertisers. And unfortunately, we live uh, in this kind of world today. Have you been hurt, though? Media, what is speculating? Yeah, it's, it's not always pleasant, of course. But um, I know what is right and what is wrong and what is true and not true. In the swirl of scandal, Melania Trump stayed silent. But one of her husband's attorneys, Rudy Giuliani, went on television and seemed to speak for her. Can you tell her how does she feel those days with all these Stormy Daniel affairs going on in the background? She believes in her husband. She knows it's untrue. I don't even think there's a slight suspicion that it's true. The next day, this statement from the First Lady spokesperson. I don't believe Mrs. Trump has ever discussed her thoughts on anything with Mr. Giuliani. The only time you have commented publicly your office was when Rudy Giuliani came out and said your thoughts about Stormy Daniels' claims and said she believes in her husband, she knows it's not true. Is that an accurate statement? I never talked to Mr. Giuliani. Why do you think he came out and said that? I don't know. You need to ask him. <laughs> you mentioned you, you still have a good marriage. Do you love your husband? Yes, we are fine. Yes. It's what media speculate mm. and it's gossip. It's not always mm. um, correct stuff. That's interesting. That's interesting. Ivan, do we have any calls? Do we have any phone calls? Where do we have? Is there a number people can call? Ivan? Yeah, it's right there yeah. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, do you remember all the questions to Michelle Obama about, hey, do you love your husband? You know, I have, I have I mean, a bad you don't, memory. Refresh my memory, you don't, please. You don't love Barack, do you? I mean, he's a reprehensible Marxist. Remember those? Remember those interviews? I, oh, I, that's right. I, they didn't happen. Oh, that's why I don't. That's why. Ah, that's why we're having such a hard time remembering those interviews. <laughs> they didn't happen. Now, I, I will say, though. She, Giuliani claiming she knows that these things aren't true with Stormy De- What? I mean, are, we're pretty sure the, <laughs> the affair did happen with Stormy Daniels, right? Uh, are, are they actually claiming that didn't happen at all? I mean, Trump himself alluded to um, a payment. Yes. So. Yeah. Did he just well, pick some random stranger to give some money to? Unless or? they just paid her because... If she they didn't want to hear her lies i, I don't know yeah. i i that's probably what it was probably what it was <clears throat> all right uh fascinating interview though um yeah. and she handled herself pretty well grace i think yeah. yeah she's got a lot of she she does have class and grace and so abc looks kind of petty trying to spin that so negatively uh, that's ugly triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three all right now to the coolest man on the face of this planet. Here I am. Ready to go. Yes, no, sir. Go this for is it. not about you. Uh, Beto has done so many things. You know, Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, <laughs> the Irishman with the 
<laughs> inexplicable Hispanic nickname. <laughs> I mean, well, if you say it like that, <laughs> okay, makes it sound kind of weird, doesn't it? Yeah. it? Makes it sound like he's just hispandering right now to uh, the Hispanics in in Texas, uh, trying to pretend like he's Hispanic. Plus. He's maintained quite a tan, I've noticed, uh, mm-hmm. since he's been running this. Yeah, he's been getting his summer. card punched. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you know nine, you pay for nine tans, and you get the you tenth get, one free. Oh, oh, really? Sure, he's got yeah. that deal going. Obviously, um, but he's been hip ever since he was you know nineteen, twenty years old, and he did this television appearance where he played guitar with his band. And I mean, listen to how hip and fantastic this is. I've been the shows. The guitar stylings wow. of that's, Beto O'Rourke. That's even worse before the sun comes up, I've noticed. Well, there's no way to make this good. <laughs> even ABC couldn't spin this no. in a good way. No way. <laughs> oh, here we go. Break it down. Here we go, guys. Oh, it's going to kick into gear, though, now. Now it rocks. We're yeah. Hold on. Huh? This is like the lull before the... This is like the <laughs> eye of the hurricane. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're about to turn loose the... The passion and raw power of this band. Here it comes. Kick. Oh, man, we had to turn it down because it just would have. It would have rocked too hard for mornings. It left my tambourine hanging here. It's like when I did. uh, When I did music radio. Uh huh. They had what what they called day parts (laughs) on the music. Yeah. You could only. The harder songs, you know, the more rock songs you could only play at night when the kids were listening. Mm-hmm. You avoided playing those during the day because it was just too much for people's daytime sensibilities. So Beto's not. Uh, so Beto, Beto not is, is not a, a morning drive guy. It's just too. It rocks too hard. Too hard. Um, but he went uh, uh, skateboarding uh, to show just how cool he is. For some reason. He was skateboarding at Whataburger. Um, <laughs> it's not cool enough that he's at Whataburger in Texas, which is a big Texas uh, fast food place. Yeah. But he also had to skateboard there. And uh, that's that's just too much coolness for one candidate, I think. But here's, here's Beto showing up on his skateboard uh, and skateboarding through the, through the park, the oh, parking lot at Whataburger. Oh, look, he's going to come around to the camera and go whoosh. World, man. Wow. And then he, he gave a high five. Yeah, I gave a high five to, to a, a fat guy right, who just sure happened to be walking by. is on a skateboard in a Waterburger parking lot. I don't know wow. if it gets more Beto. You got to share Beto. this. Yeah, it doesn't get more Beto than that. <laughs> wow. And he comes with his own sound effects, too, when he gets close to the camera. So. We've got Waterburger. We've uh-huh. got Beto. We've got Beto. a skateboard. Yeah, that's all you need, right? I mean, we're done. I mean, that's. We're done. At that Nirvana. point, he should be U, uh, U.S. Yeah. Senator from Here Texas. We've reached Nirvana. And what is this? Why? Why? Why is Beto doing being this? Beto, Pat? Or Beta? <laughs> Crazy. Beta. I mean, this is just, it's nuts. I love it's that. It's nuts. Though. I love this. I love the fact that the sign now is referring to it as Beta. Because that's what we, you and I were like, why, why is it Beta? And mm-hmm. I got to thinking over the weekend, it's like Alpha Beta. Mm-hmm. He's not an Alpha male. He's He's a beta man. He's a beta O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> yes. 
So he skated uh, to the rally. Um, oh, he he also. Do we have the one yeah, yeah, yeah. where he skateboards onto the yeah, stage? Onto the stage. I mean, because that's 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 how he gets around. That's his so mode of transportation. Amazing. He's made it to every county in Texas. We don't realize By this until skateboarding. now. He's been skateboarding from county yeah. to county. That is very impressive. Harry shows up on on stage skateboarding out to uh, meet the crowd. The guy just thinks a lot of himself. <laughs> Yay! Bart Simpson for Senate. Unbelievable. So ridiculous. Those can't be Texans. <laughs> Can they be? These young people have been counted out for so long. No political consultant would ever allow me to spend time at community colleges and high schools and colleges and, right. and with young people because historically they haven't voted. Our contention is they haven't voted because candidates haven't shown up to listen to them, right. incorporate their stories into our campaign and the service that we want to provide. So we've been showing up and they've been turning out. They're going to stand up and be counted on the 6th of November. I'm so oh, excited. And not reflected in anyone's polls. That's going to be the surprise that you see Is on it? election night. So I'm grateful for all their support. Oh my gosh, I hope not. But I mean, that could happen. Hmm. That could happen. They're 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 malleable. The young voters are pliable. They can be swayed. I guess can they be swayed by a guy skateboarding at a Whataburger parking lot and skateboarding on stage? I mean, Ted Cruz isn't skateboarding anywhere. Mm-mm. He's, I mean, he's not cool enough to escape. Look at how cool this guy is. I'm not even. I'm who, not considering Ted Cruz now. Who, well, no, guy, this guy skateboards. I want Ted you're Cruz gonna, on a skateboard now. Yeah, you're gonna go with the skateboarder. Come on, it's obvious you can't vote for a guy like Ted Cruz. First of all, he's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Ted's what. Four, maybe two or three, four years older than Beto. Let's find out right now because Beto is 45. 45. And Ted is, oh my gosh, ancient. 47, man. He's two years older. Dude is 47 years old. Two years. Time to retire. Think of that. How old were you two years ago? Man. Mm. I don't think I was even born two years ago. Really? Yeah, that's how long ago. That's how long two years is. Hello there, Benjamin Button. (laughs) Okay. I... Again, Ted doesn't skateboard, so you don't want him for U.S. Senate. Disqualified. In fact, I've got... Uh, Has he ever skateboarded onto stage? Not that I no. No, but look at this. See this. No. I've got my sample ballot here, okay? And I need to do some homework. Well, you've just made it easy with this video. I mean, a Ted's off the list. Let's see. Mm. Beto... Oh, oh, my gosh. Pat, I just now look. On our ballot here in Texas, it's not going to say Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. It literally says Beto O'Rourke. Wow. Stop oh, that's, it. That's amazing. Stop it. Not even quotes around it. Like normally you get yeah. like Jim Boss Hog Jones in quotes. It's Boss Hog. You know, his little middle, his little nickname. Is, no, uh, his, his nickname is the name where he that he's, is listed. That is incredible. Wow. I'm sure they argued. Well, Ted's not Ted's name either. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three in California. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, Radine. Radine. Welcome you to your new uh, place in the little lineup there. Thank you. But I have to tell you mm-hmm. that hearing Beto's solo at 5 o'clock in the <laughs> flipping morning is nightmare juice. 
<laughs> to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. No. It is like... Really? It, it is. Oh, nightmare juice. I'm uh-huh. going to find some kind of purple people eater uh-huh. that is coming down, and the nightmare is going to be called A Million Nails, A Thousand Chalkboards. <laughs> that, I, I'm sure you mean the opposite of that, Radine. It's cool, Beto, and oh, he's no. incredibly talented. You know... I, I, you know, it may just be too early. Yeah, that, but I'm, I'm sure. just confused. Yeah, I want to thank you for setting me straight. <laughs> You're Dad. welcome. You're welcome, Radine. Thanks for the call. Uh, because he is, you know, the coolest candidate there's ever been, and obviously a super, super talented guy that can skateboard and play guitar like this. I mean, you don't. How could that bring nightmares to anyone? Although, like I said. This song would be day-parted because it's just too heavy for morning, so maybe that's what shook uh, Radine up. And good bit. news to Radine, it's now 514 on the West Coast, so <laughs> it's a little bit later now. Maybe it's more palpable. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, 888-900-3393. We're going to tell you about the, uh, the wealthy and their fair share because uh, they're not paying their fair share. We'll tell you just how egregious it is and what they're getting away with these people. You will not believe what these people are getting away with. Also, did anyone but me see uh, First Man this weekend? Man, I wanted to, but... Really good. Too much football to get sad about. Uh, You had a (laughs) miserable football weekend. I almost was worse, but yes. uh, Mine was actually pretty good. Uh, BYU... Uh, Went with their freshman, Mm -hmm. backup quarterback. Oh, yeah, so he lost his red shirt, right? Yeah, well, no, not... he, He already had lost it? No, you can play four games without losing your... Oh, that's right. They changed that. Yeah, they changed yeah. the rule this year to four games. But I'm sure he's going to start the rest of the year, so he will not red redshirt this year. Okay. Uh, so he did really well and yeah. crushed Hawaii 49-23. So. Wow. How does it feel uh, to have a team not only win, good. but to win big? Yeah, it feels pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, Nebraska is now 0-6. Is that right? 0-7. 6 Six. First Always time in six. history. They almost beat Northwestern, who's pretty good, though. Yeah, they pulled yeah, a Falcons. Yeah, a decent game. Blew a, blew a 10-point lead less than yeah. three minutes ago. Lost yeah, that happens. And then the Falcons uh, happens. nearly lost as well in the last play. And that happens a lot. Actually, a whole but. heck of a lot. Uh, all right. 888 Years ago, Glenn uh, had some issues with a realtor. And uh, the issues, I mean, the realtor was nice. She was fine, but... Did not get the job done, and so their house sat on the market for a long time, and they lost money on it. And so uh, Glenn and the team did some research on what it takes to be a good real estate agent because they wanted to help people not have the same situation happen to them that happened to Glenn. And they found out some interesting things like, you know, great agents are full-time. They're committed to that job. They know about things like curb appeal and the staging that needs to be done in the house and when to list and and for how much. And they have to know the market. They can't just dabble in real estate and just, uh, you know, do it every once in a while. They really need a, a full-time commitment. And that's what you have when you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We've got over 1,200 of the top agents in America working to earn your trust. They know what they're doing. Uh, They know how to advise you on how best to get the most money and sell for the the fastest you possibly can. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there today and let them earn your trust. realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And I'm Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You know what's uh, despicable is uh, that the rich don't pay their fair share in this country. And it's never been more clear than in this um, new article that comes out with some of the latest statistics on uh, on how the wealthy are just basically getting away with murder in this country. <laughs> um, individual income taxes are, of course, the single biggest revenue source for the federal government. And in fiscal year 2018, the individual income tax is expected to bring in roughly... Now, $1.7 trillion, or about half of all federal revenues. Um, so they broke down how much the rich pay compared to everybody else, and it's practically nothing. Hmm. I'll give you an idea. The Maybe. top one thousandth, one thousand, uh, one thousandth of one percent, one one thousandth of one percent, or fourteen hundred and nine people. So one thousand four hundred people in America pay pay more tax, but only a little more than seventy million people uh, in this country. I, can you? I mean, can you believe that? So one thousand four hundred and nine people pay less than the bottom seventy million people in this country. <laughs> 1,409 people pay more in taxes than the bottom 70 million. So more money is confiscated by the federal government Mm -hmm. from a handful of Americans, 1,400, than from 70 million in terms of real dollars. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, this is... Is that incredible? This is a socialist (laughs) state, quite frankly. The top 1%, okay, so we're we're going all the way to the top 1% now. Paid a greater share of individual income tax than the bottom 90% combined. Uh, The top 1% paid 37.3% of all the tax burden. The bottom 90 paid 30.5. 37 to 30. 1% to 90%. But we're not, the rich aren't paying their fair share. Someone define that fair share. I need, I need a actual. A number. Definition. I need a you'll, number. I need a percentage. I want to know what is never get one. fair share. But you'd, I'd love to ask the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes and the Beto O'Rourke's of the world, what is the fair share for the rich? You, you talk about it all the time. Everybody can afford to pay more. Barack Obama babbles about it, but despite the fact that he doesn't back it up. If you want to pay more in taxes, do it. Voluntarily do it. Mm-hmm. Or just give more to charity. Why don't you do that? But no, he's got to yell about uh, people at the at the upper end, like me, can afford more. Well, then pay more. What do you mean? You don't? Why do we have to legislate that? Just pay more. You certainly can. Mm-hmm. There's a place on the form where you can write it in. Yeah. Here's how much I want to donate in addition to what I already paid this year because it wasn't nearly enough. I feel badly about that. And I know that the government will distribute this so much more equitably than I could ever think to do myself. So let me just write in another million or two dollars uh, to give to the federal government because I love you. Mm-hmm. 
and I know you're going to do the right thing with it, and I just wouldn't. Well, see, I would just give more to the mm-hmm. federal government at the end of the year, but I'm too busy <clears throat> checking the box of donate to the presidential campaign fund. Nope. What is that? That is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. You know, you, know, you want to put boxes on a tax form? Then put boxes for, I want this to go to the military. I want my money to go toward... Healthcare. I want my. Let us choose. If you're going to fleece us, at least let us choose where our money is going to go, and then you can budget off of that. Mm-hmm. That'd be priorities being set by the American people who are giving you the money. That article talks about how far and away the, the money that comes into the federal government is from income taxes. Uh, I think we should have a little bit of a say in where it goes. But we don't, uh, and we never will. And that's uh, that's the problem here because the government is so inefficient. At, at doing this, and yet we're supposed to we're supposed to feel badly that we don't pay more. This <laughs> is incredible. So you got one percent paying thirty seven point three percent of the burden. You have ninety percent of people who combine pay thirty point five percent of the burden. If you if you take this all the way to the top fifty percent of wage earners, the top fifty percent of all taxpayers, they pay ninety seven percent. Of the total individual income tax, ninety-seven percent. So the you know the bottom fifty percent pays three, <laughs> and really the bottom fifty percent, many of them pay nothing, pay absolutely nothing, and yet this article is spun as if this still isn't. I mean, the the wealthy are getting away with murder here. It, it's just uh, it's a travesty of justice how the how the wealthy are not paying their fair share. Wow. Pretty uh pretty amazing. It's it's time for a flat tax. Nobody will ever do it. I I, I can't conceive of who has the giblets to pull it off. Uh but they they don't seem to be able to do it. Uh no one no one has the has the nerve to actually take a tax plan to Congress and and write up a bill and try to jam it through. When was the last time anybody tried to do that? We hear them talk about it. We never hear it done. I mean, even when you've got control of both houses of Congress and the presidency with the Republican Party, they still don't do it. Pathetic. It's pathetic. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Kelly in Texas. Hey, Kelly, you're on the Blaze. How you doing, man? Hey. Hey, I I was sitting around the house here the other day, and you know I realized that 
Beto changed his name, and I just needed to know why he changed his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked in the Urban Dictionary, and you won't believe what I found in there that <laughs> describes Beto. It's got to mean something. Is <laughs> what I came up with. Now, there's one word I can't use, I don't guess. It starts with a, ba- a B, bastard, I guess, if I can say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can now. Large mem- yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Anyway, extremely, extremely large member, annoyance at its best, and then, of course, the B word. Uh-huh. And if you're a Beto, you got the stuff in your pants. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm looking at my wife, I'm like, are you kidding me? He's got... He's got everybody talking about his junk. Oh man, that's so, in the I mean, it, that's the definition of Beto in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yes, it is. It's in the dictionary. I was really. Like, we got to look. I for mean, that. now when I when I punched it in, mm-hmm. of course, you know, it was throwing Beto's name out there. You know, running for Congress or whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was like, nah, that ain't the one. I'm. I, Kept on scanning, scanning. Sure enough, it popped up there. It knew what I was looking for, I guess. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, for sexism to be out here and everybody talking about it, this guy's going undercover and he has everybody talking about his junk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm, I do. I think I do. Uh, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> We're going to have to look that up. Quote, you got the stuff in mm. your pants. <laughs> I I had not heard that before. Well, now you uh, know. That's why you listen to Pat Gray Unleashed in the morning. You learn. I mean, tell me you didn't learn something today. Tell me. You can't. You can't tell me that. Didn't know that. Uh, Michael in Texas, you're on the blaze. Good morning. Been listening to you for years. Bless you. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, wake up early in the morning, look up, and I see Beta Mm -hmm. riding a socialist transportation. That's what he wants in the future. Yes. Nobody else will, nobody will have cars. We'll have to get around on those. <laughs> wants to go up on uh, uh, taxes on gasoline, too. That, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. beta. Beta, beta mm-hmm. sounds like one that goes there. Yeah. reason I called, though, was uh, uh, Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he had, you know, we don't talk about the, the evidence that he had absolutely presented, uh, but he had a calendar. Yes. That he filled out whenever he was 15 years old or 17. I think he said he started in 1978. Mm-hmm. That calendar is admissible evidence in a court of law. Yet nobody talks about the absolute evidence that he presented. He has a perfect alibi for where he was that summer. Every weekend was mm-hmm. filled. Mm-hmm. During the week was filled. And nobody, nobody that I've heard on the media brings that up and 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 mentions it. They just talk about the other stuff. Yeah, I mean that's certainly more proof than she had. It's yeah, she had no proof. She had nothing. He had he had actually those four four pieces of evidence. Three of them were the uh, witnesses for her. Yeah, and then the final one, of course, was the calendar. Right. And yep. The calendar. Come on, folks. He he. He didn't fill this out last week. Right. He did it when he was 17 years old. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's a good point. Thanks, Michael. Um, and it's, again, it's way more than she had. He had corroboration and some evidence. She had neither. She had no evidence, no corroboration. Nobody could back up her story. A lot of people said no, uh, he wasn't there, or no, that didn't fit his character. Uh, that wasn't anything like the way he was. 
He had plenty of people saying that. None of it mattered, though. None of it mattered. 888-933-93. I love these stories from space. Uh, We were talking a couple of weeks ago on the afternoon show about these FRBs from space. They're they're finding an enormous number of these uh, fast radio bursts. And they might help astronomers finally get a handle on what exactly they are and where they're coming from. A new study reports that they detected 19 previously undiscovered FRBs or fast radio bursts, including the closest one to Earth and the brightest one, the brightest one ever seen. These fast radio bursts are really short. They're a millisecond long, Mm. but they're intense emissions of radio light, which get this. Pack as much energy as our sun produces over the course of a century. What in the world? <laughs> Is that amazing? Okay, I'm scared now. A millisecond mm-hmm. long, and it's as much energy as the sun produces in a in a hundred years. Okay, I've gone from being interested to being scared <laughs> like in a, in, a, in a millisecond, as it, a matter of fact. It's amazing. Wow. Now, these could be produced by... You know, who knows, quasars, black holes, or they could be radio signals from um, from intelligent people. People. Uh, or, you know, life <laughs> yeah. of some sort. Uh-huh, I hear you. But what's really cool is that NASA has now posted these radio sounds oh. so that you could tune in to hear what they sound like. And oh. add some instructions at the bottom of the story. And so I thought we'd tune in and find out what... Um, but there, oh, is, uh, here it is. Okay. Good morning, Alpha Centauri. Got some breaking news here. Our space proctologist team has just returned from Earth with the latest abductees, all of whom will be on display at the central downtown pavilion for the next round of alien rectal exams. Wrecked them. Darn near killed them. Uh, that gets me every time. My protruding uh, forehead friends. Anyway, uh, as usual, I'll be broadcasting my entire show live from the rectal exam stage tomorrow morning. Stop by and say hi. And don't forget, if you're among the first Centaurians through the door, you'll rip me off for a nice piping hot bowl of cream of womp rat soup made with the finest and freshest womp rat anywhere in our entire sector. And coming up in about 15 minutes, Glarb Orgluck will be here to discuss just how genius earthling alex jones cracked our code and discovered our secret sex slave industry on our mars colony what can be done about that and is it hurting our most vital centaurian business all right traffic and weather coming up every together every 33 minutes on the twos meantime it's another scorcher out there 544 degrees celsius uh, by the time our third sun rises we'll be on the way to a high of just over 1100 wow so Wow. What do we have time for? They're, they're about as good so, at math as you are. Yeah. By the way, and yeah. me, for that matter. Well, there's. I mean, there's no way to. There's no way to tell. And they they have a garb orb look. Yes. That's a get right there. Right? Wow. Right. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Not just any broadcast can have glarb orb luck. Um. So you know it's a good it's a good broadcast. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at uh, Pat Unleashed. Um, we've got this uh, amazing video from, they're calling her Cornerstone Caroline. Oh, boy. 
She called the police on a nine-year-old black boy who she says sexually assaulted her. She's standing there at the counter at a, I guess, about to check out at a convenience store Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. And then this boy walks behind her, uh, trailing behind his mom, and he grabbed her, molested her. Well, he did? Yeah, he just, I mean, it was... It was unbelievable. So he was behind his mom. He knew his yeah. mom couldn't see right. what he was up to behind right. her. So he just went for the gusto. Wow. That's how it went down, huh? <laughs> it's kind of how she says it went down. Yeah, yeah that's what she says. Uh, she, she called police, and she's telling the police officers that, uh, that he molested her. He, she was molested by a child, and she wanted something done. Well, then you see the surveillance video, and it sh- it's just a teeny bit of light on the situation okay let's take a look at uh at what exactly happened as she was standing there no i want the cops here right now okay so this is where she's this is in the aftermath she's calling police the kid's crying poor kid didn't do anything he didn't do anything and he's like what is happening So she's on the phone with the police right now. And hopefully, we do we have the surveillance video? Trying to find out right now. All right. That wasn't exactly what we hoped it was. No. Um, the surveillance video we don't have? Uh, they're looking right now. Yep. So the kid walks by her. His backpack brushes up against her backside, and he she literally doesn't out. He doesn't even look at her. He's just walking by, and he's got this great big backpack on his back. And it happened he to just brush her, barely yeah, touch her. He doesn't even realize that contact has been made. You have a heavy backpack. Right. It's filled with the backpack was about to bust at the seams. He has no idea. Oh my he gosh! I'm sorry. He didn't grab her. He didn't touch her. He didn't do anything to her. And she calls the police. Unbelievable. And see, this shows you a couple things here. It shows you that uh, sometimes women get their story wrong. Okay? That's number right. one. And number We believe all survivors! Boy, she survived We that believe backpack. all survivors! She survived the backpack we incident. We believe all survivors! The interesting thing is when they're at the store later and there's a big crowd gathered around, they're all watching the surveillance video and she realized that she's an idiot, um, she's holding like a purse or what have you in her like left arm mm-hmm. and it kind of bumps. There's a lady standing next to her. It kind of bumps her. And the ironic thing was, is that uh, this, whatever they're calling her, Cornerstone uh, Caroline, mm-hmm. um, it bumps this lady and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you see the irony there? <laughs> did you? Because your bag bumped the lady that you're standing next to accidentally. Maybe that lady should have filed a harassment suit. Maybe she should have called the cops on Cornerstone. I Car- guess she calmed down yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. She uh, apologized. And she apologized because she was caught dead to rights. <laughs> caught dead to rights. Uh, the guy, the kid did not even know his backpack came in contact with her, and she claimed he grabbed her butt. Mm-hmm. Come on now. So, yeah, in addition to we believe all survivors, <laughs> maybe not, maybe we shouldn't just automatically jump to that conclusion Yeah, that everybody's telling the truth, because clearly she wasn't. Everybody is so quick. To play the victim. It's yeah. really pathetic. And that's where we're at. No, what we need is a little honesty. Hmm? Uh, just a, uh, It's such a lonely word. I mean, everyone is so untrue. Wow. 
deep. Thing is, honesty is hardly ever heard, and mostly it's what I need uh, from you. So uh, <laughs> uh-huh. you can put that in your pipe and smoke it, and if you will. smoke it. Uh, but there's a little honesty from this politician. If only this were an actual ad from an actual politician, things would be a lot better. I think we could fix the country if everything was as honest as this guy in his pretend campaign. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. Mm-hmm. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? <laughs> or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip a mouth with farts, and I approve this message. <laughs> he said he was willing, and he yeah, did. He yeah. changed his name during the commercial. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a guy who was uh, totally honest. Uh, that's great. I'm voting for... Fill up my mouth with farts. That's for <laughs> darn sure. But I'm doing. It's funny. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know when your ears aren't clean, you don't hear great ads like that, <laughs> right? Plus, it can be uncomfortable. It can be itchy and you get all plugged up. And I hate that tunneling sound when you know, like when you got water in your ears from swimming. And sometimes it's the wax that will trap it all. Mm-hmm. So now there's a real solution for all of this. The wax. RX earwash system that was doctor developed and works safely. You know, so this isn't you don't you don't want to jam the Q-tips into your ears and you don't want to use a candle. Fire next to your head is never a good idea in my mind. Really? Sure. I'm pretty sure. You're going to go on record I'm, with that. Again, I'm not a doctor. That's I'm, true. I just I try to make common sense from time to time. Hmm. Uh, Wax RX comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's vis- visit. Uh, so go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash earwash system today. And use the offer code radio to have it shipped right to your home for free. So use the offer code radio and they'll ship it for free. Usewaxrx.com. Hmm. All right. 888 Yeah, You know, you played that honest politician ad. Yes, the, the, I did. There's one politician who's being honest that might get her in trouble in Arizona, huh? Yes. Uh, Representative Kristen Sinema, Democrat candidate for U.S. Senate. In Arizona, she once called her, and I like this because it was a long time ago. <laughs> but Republicans are yeah. doing the old Democrat trip, and and they're looking for everything she's ever said, online or otherwise. And they found some interesting things. Oh. For instance, uh, this woman once called Arizona a meth lab of democracy. Ooh. <laughs> 
It's a meth lab of democracy. Uh, 2010, she told activists at the left-wing Netroots Nation conference, as we see in this very quote, that the states are the laboratories of democracy, and then my state, Arizona, is clearly the meth lab, meth lab of democracy. Here's what she had to say. As we see in this very quote, that the states are the laboratories of democracy, and then my state, Arizona, is clearly the meth lab of democracy. <laughs> um, yeah. And I cannot take credit for that line. Someone at The Daily Show wrote it, but I'm happy to steal it and use it all the time. So, wow, she's being she's telling vote. So she's, she's basically in effect saying, um, I want to represent the state that I think is a meth, a meth lab. lab. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good. Uh, although she's trying to be funny. She's at a conference where she's doing a speech. Oh, and, that's funny. You know, she wants to be funny. Mm-hmm. Endearing. In but fact. she's also said other things in the past. Uh, she said over the past several years, people have watched what is happening in Arizona and we're like, damn, these people are crazy. So she's called her constituents crazy. She's called Arizona a meth lab of democracy. And now she wants to be their U.S. senator uh, representing the state. I'm going to say no. Going to pass. If I'm in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm say, you know what? And n- No. No. Do we know where she is as far as the polls oh, are concerned? You know what? Should look into that. You know what? Speaking of polls, by the way, we were talking about Beto and, uh, and Ted Cruz earlier. You know what the, you know what the average is now in the polling in the uh, in the Senate race for for Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. I won't be happy if it's less than ninety percent difference between no, the you're two. You're not going to be you're not going to be happy. Darn it! Um, <laughs> you're got? not going to be happy. Okay, uh, but it is seven. It's an average of seven points, right. which is not bad. Yeah, because he was it was an average of three just a little while ago. But now people are hearing Beto actually speak. <laughs> and yeah. going beyond the skateboarding a little bit and the terrific guitar play. You know, this, if this is all you know about Beto, you love it. Somebody that talented, you want to vote for him. You just do, right? You just want to vote for him. Uh, but uh, they're also hearing his socialist policies, and that's tamp- it's tamping it down a well, little bit. Well, in Florida, they're hearing the socialist policies of Gillum, and he's winning in a poll right now by three points. That's a little concerning. That's right. Oh, um, In another poll, though, yeah. he's down by one, right? DeSantis is ahead yeah, in one of yeah. the polls. So it's really close in Florida. And by the way, housekeeping on the Arizona Senate race is a six-point lead, 47 to 41 for the Republican Martha oh, McSally geez. over that uh, lady that hates the state she wants to represent for six years. Holy cow. All right, so... Uh, sanity may pre- prevail in some of these races. I really think Ted's going to win, and I, I honestly believe he's going to win by double digits, hmm. at least ten points. That's my that's my that's my current prediction. We are twenty two days out from election day, by the way. God, I mean, that's it's soon. Uh, early voting is going to start here in Texas pretty soon, right? Uh, I think we do it for fourteen days, or maybe it's sixteen days out. Some states are already in the middle. Of uh, of early voting, yeah. In fact, uh, early voting, I believe, starts today in Texas. Wow, does it really? Uh, yeah, twenty second. Right. Yeah, Monday the twenty second. Maybe I'll get out there. Or and, fi- uh, no, it's a week from today. Sorry, I don't know what day is it, man. I barely know what time it's it is. Fifteenth. So, so it's twenty second. Twenty second. Okay. One week. We're a week away. My bad. Yeah, your bad. What? There needs to be a. You just used an adjective as a noun. Did I? Uh huh. Yeah. So it's my. So. Bad, mm-hmm. your bad statement. Okay, comment. <laughs> I mean, all right, whatever. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Over the weekend at the box office, anybody see first? Man? You didn't see first man. I need right? to you didn't get so out. badly. I want it's to. really. It's actually pretty good. And I will say, the big hullabaloo over the American flag not being planted. They just didn't show the scene of it being planted, but they showed that they have a wide shot. They don't make a big deal. They don't say anything about it at all. In fact, but you see the lunar lander and the American flag nearby. So the so American flag is there. It's not this blatant disrespect of the flag, no. huh? I, just, I, no. Somebody picked up on it. Um, maybe somebody on our side wanted to be offended. Is that yes, what we take I think away so. from this? I think so. Hmm. Um, although they did kind of, you know, Ryan Gosling did sort of make a thing out of it. That's true. Off, yeah, you're right. And he said, being from Canada, you know, I, didn't, I don't know if it really, I don't know, whatever it was he said. Yeah. He didn't really want to make a thing out of it either. Because it was, it was all about humanity. Shut up. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't all about humanity. It was, uh, wasn't humanity that, uh, that actually made that happen. It was the United States of America. But, Thank you. But there's no indication that it's, you know, that they try to downplay the fact that America did that. They talk about the space race between us and the Soviets the whole time. Uh, so I think you'll like it. Anyway, that was Ooh. only third at the box office. Hmm. I was really surprised. Venom was number one at $35 million. It's up to $142 million. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. Have not seen A Star is Born, which is number 22 at $28 million, Or number two. Did I say 22? Uh, $28 million, <laughs> $94 million since it came out. It's and then uh, First Man at sixteen point five was third. Hmm. Uh, but Ryan Gosling is really good in it. <clears throat> okay. And uh, So it's something good that you can take the kids to as well? Or? Oh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see. Was there anything offensive for children? Mm, other than the graphic sex scenes like that happened space? at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of the movie. Zero gravity. Out of nowhere, they Ow. just started having sex in the movie. Oh I, don't, I don't know what that was about, but I, I think the kids will enjoy it. Was it awkward for you? Not at all. Uh-uh, no, no, I thought it... You just it went fit with, with the flow pretty well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, just keep in mind. PG Other than 13, that, I see PG-13 standards <laughs> a little different now than when I was a kid. So yeah, not go. that much. I mean, a little bit different. Yes. Uh, and then there's some, you know, just horrific scenes of violence where people's heads are blown into pieces and blood splatters all. Yeah. So it's like in space and on Earth. Zero gravity mm-hmm. blood splatter just mm-hmm. kind of floating away there. Yeah. Wow. But I, you know. Kids are resilient. That's true. You know what I mean? They just kind of roll with it. If they're over two, I think they'll be okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. So um, there's your parent guide yeah. movie review. Then from there's Patrick. a non-stop oh, no, language. The F word. The, uh, uh, it's just <laughs> like gratuitous like every, use of the F word? Every other word is an F word. Um, Wait. But other than those three things. <laughs> So wait, wait. I think it's perfectly appropriate. So is the historical record incorrect when they say, you know, one small step for man, yes. one giant leap for mankind? They yeah, he in an F-bomb throws in, there? in some colorful language into that wow. phrase. I don't, they, I don't had know. A, they had a network delay back in the 60s that yeah, they could apparently, implement? Wow. Yeah, just, you know, uh, Neil Armstrong always claimed that I said 
<laughs> a one small step for a man, and because the transmission cut out, yeah. it cut out more than that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who knew? All right. Uh, we will be back here again tomorrow uh, to wake you up bright and early. Uh, if Well, if we wake up first. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, that's to a 50-50 chance. <laughs> See you tomorrow on Pack Ray Unleashed. Uh, Glenn Beck, next. Radio Network. Good morning. I'm Selena Ray with your four minute buzz. Here are some of today's top stories. Five days after Hurricane Michael ravaged the Florida Panhandle, over 200,000 residents are still without power. The rescue efforts has now transitioned to recovery as hopes dwindles for finding survivors. The death toll so far is 19.